Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. What I want to talk to you about now and get some information on is the Montreal Economic Institute. We talk about them when they have studies. They're very interesting, and quite often they have to do with the issue of uh, energy and how Quebecers see energy, and particularly oil and pipelines, and Quebecers by majority tell the MEI consistently they want pipelines from Western Canada with Western Canadian oil being delivered to Quebec. That's what they say. That's not what politicians say, but that's what Quebecers say. Well, the Montreal Economic Institute has a new study, Protecting the Environment Without Harming Rural Regions. Uh, Crystal Whitvrongel is a public policy analyst for MEI, and she is the co-author of the report, and she joins us on the Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. Ms. Whitvrongel, thank you very much for taking the time. So I'm looking at the release here, and you've released, Carbon Tricing is one of the Canadian government's key policies for reducing greenhouse gas emissions. Obviously, it increases the price of gas, among other things, but in many rural regions, carbon pricing will just increase costs for consumers who have fewer options in terms of transportation. Please speak to us about that. Absolutely. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me on today. It's a real pleasure. Um, and yeah, as you've, you've mentioned, our report looks at um, the carbon tax and it increases the price of fuel, as we know. Uh, that's what it's designed to do. And uh, so if you're living in a large city, you, you have access to generally a, a robust public transit system or other options. So you're able to kind of substitute away from um, paying some of that carbon tax by using these other options. Whereas if you're living in rural communities, uh, you simply don't have the option. Uh, you are kind of stuck with the choices that are available in your area. And so not only that, but the distances are generally greater to begin with. So you're using more fuel to get to work, to, you know, just kind of get out and about and do things that are a little easier to do in urban areas. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, it's very true. And, that, and your report goes on to say, or at least the uh, your co-author says in part, we therefore find that this tax is unfair. People in large urban centers can avoid it by using public transit, while rural residents are held captive, if only for reasons of fairness. It would be good to modulate this public policy so that it doesn't hit rural communities so hard. And rural communities are so significantly important to the overall well-being, economic well-being of this country. How would you say that it should be mod modulated? What could be done? Well, if we look at... so. The Quebec system is kind of what we're really going in on in this report. But even the federal system where, you know, they do have some, um, you know, extra fluff for rural regions, it doesn't take into account that there are differences. A rural region isn't rural is rural is rural. There's different degrees of rurality. And so everybody's impacted differently depending on this. Sure. And so if we're taking rurality in itself into account, we can look at things um, like the dissemination area of where that you know area actually is rather than just being called a rural area, for mm -hmm. example. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, proximity to large urban areas, even though you may be considered rural, you have proximity to a large urban area that provides you more, uh, to use your term, elasticity in the options that you uh, that you have available to you as far as uh, avoiding the carbon tax is concerned. But if you're not close to an urban area, you're stuck. Yes, yes, exactly. You're, you're really held captive to um, the infrastructure, which we, you know, we know in 
urban areas is, is a lot more developed, especially in the public transit sphere. Uh, and in rural areas, you just don't have that flexibility or that development of those options. Mm-hmm. You have a, a section in the in your report that you co-authored for the Montreal Economic Institute, moving forward in the fight against climate change. How do you do that then? If we're looking at these uh, carbon taxes, and they have uh, they've also hurt Canadians in the pocketbook in the middle of a pandemic. But how do you move forward in the, in the fight against climate change, considering what the report tells us? Well, you know, this infernal summer that we've had has made it very clear that moving forward against climate change is is a definite priority. It needs to happen. And we're not saying that anything other than that. But mm-hmm. what we're saying is that when we're putting these policies, when government is putting these policies into place, they need to take into account that rural Canadians who have lower incomes and have less development and less economic opportunity are often impacted disproportionately more negative than urban Canadians. And so, yes, we want to, you know, have behavior change with these policies, but we need to take into account the unique realities of people in non-urban centres when we're making these policies. Yeah, and when we look at the landmass of this country, and the relatively small population, this is huge landmass, and we have a concentration of population along the Canada-U.S. border, 37 million people, Given the again the land mass, the massive land mass of Canada, there are going to be some really significant numbers of rural communities, and people cannot in those communities cannot be forgotten. If you want to hear more, subscribe to the Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.